We are joined in this hour by Doug Brown with City Water, Light, and Power to talk a little bit about this uh, exciting project that we're in the running for. The uh, future. Yeah, exactly. Doug, good morning to you. Uh, I love the way you explain things in common language at the city council meetings. You know, So explain to us uh, w- what exactly this carbon uh, uh, capturing thing does. Well, so you know, the University of Illinois approached us about doing this project, uh, you know, probably a couple of years ago now, um, and it's in phases that they have to attempt to qualify. Um, you know, because there's multiple entities in the United States that are applying, you know, for the same kind of grants uh, for similar technologies. So essentially, they want to basically take a slipstream of our our flue gas that goes out of the stack. Um, you know, because it's it's basically just steam. That comes out of that, um, and oh, it's about 11 percent carbon dioxide. So the remaining is basically just you know it's just nitrogen and water. But so, so they want to take that slipstream, which is about the size of 10 megawatts uh, worth, and have the ability to capture that using a, a solvent. And using that technology, it's been proven at like on a small scale of 1.5 megawatts down in Alabama at a power plant but nothing of this scale. And they want to make sure that the technology is scalable. So that way they can then, the next step would be to a full-size plant. And uh, I think from their point of view, the University of Illinois, um, as well as the Department of Energy, see that as a way to, you know, eventually put coal back into the mix in the future because we have such an abundant supply in the United States. You know, if they can make sure it's clean, um, you know, to, to basically complement, you know, all the renewables and natural gas and uh, nuclear type uh, sources. So, um, you know, it's a good mix to have. Um, CWLP's Doug Brown joins us to talk about carbon capturing and how they're in the running for uh, this kind of pilot program. Uh, would only be for Dalman 4, the newest one, as uh, we're still eyeing uh, decommissioning 1, 2, and 3 at some point. We may talk about that coming up, but... When we're when we're talking about capturing this stuff, um, when this gets implemented, is it going to be like put into batteries or like you know vats of uh, some kind of carbon byproduct or how exactly is this going to be stored and what are you allowed to do with it once whatever this byproduct is is stored? And you know, and to be clear with this project, you know, the Department of Energy has certain rules that. Uh, kind of isolate things like the, like the project. So since this is just the, the carbon capture piece, the University of Illinois is not allowed to add on like sequestration to where they can store it or to where they can use it. Those are other other projects that they've got in the works um, that they want to pursue. Um, and we could be selected for that in the future maybe, you know, as an add-on to this of what we're currently doing. Um, but, yeah, it's it's they're looking at different things for uh, – for petroleum fuels, uh, to energize fuel cells, uh, developing some kind of an algae um, that can be used uh, in food processes and, and stuff like that. So there's a lot of different technologies out there that are on the forefront of uh, of their of their research that they eventually want to get to. But again, this um, one, so, this this project that CWLP is in line for doesn't have anything to do with developing ways to use that captured carbon. Uh, supply. Correct. This is just to prove that they can, car- you know, actually capture the carbon with the solvent process because it's, it's a, what they want to do is show that it's, it's cheaper 
to do it with this method versus other technologies that are out there that are way more expensive. So, uh, you know, it's it's for, well, for, for their well, point of view. And, but, and, go ahead. and weigh this for me. I mean, Dolman 4 uh, is always heralded as you know one of the cleanest coal-fired burning uh, stations in America. The amount of money that ratepayers use to update the technology, the scrubbers that are involved to help get you know some of the coal that we burn here in, in Springfield, kind of clean it up uh, at the tail end of the process before it's spewed out of the stacks. So, I, it, will it will it be will this replace that scrubbing technology, or will this just be an add-on to that? And what what kind of costs would that be? You know, for coal-fired power plants. You know, nowadays there's there's basically twice as much equipment as there used to be 50 years ago. All the environmental equipment you can look at at Unit Four and see almost basically that the the footprint is more than doubled in size. Um, you know, for all the environmental protection. So the carbon capture though is in addition to everything that we already have because we don't have a technology on the plant grounds right now that that takes out carbon. Um, so that's a new technology that'll be added and. Um, but, you know, the good thing about it, though, and the key that, may, you know, what we've told everybody from the, from the start is that this is at no cost to our ratepayers. So everything that they do on site is, you know, funded by the grants, um, all the jobs that are going to be created from that, that's, that's all funded by the grants. Um, so, you know, to me, there's just little risk involved in trying to help. And they really do like working with us as well as the Department of Energy. Um, they love working with our staff because we're easy to work with. Um, so so it's, it's a really good project because I think it also allows some, you know, some worldwide recognition um, for carbon capture and attracting, you know, different entities to come and witness and train at this, you know, this facility that they're going to create. Doug Brown is with us from City Water, Light, and Power on News Talk 94.7 and 970 WMAY. You know, Doug, we've got uh, th- this project is going to require a five-year commitment, correct? Yeah, it's it's basically going to start construction, I think. It, well, as long as we get awarded, um, yeah. you know, we're, the phase three is due, I think, by January of 2021. <clears throat> Had a little bit of delay because of the COVID stuff. Um, and... Uh, then construction would be uh, basically starting starting operation. Then by twenty twenty three, I think is what what their schedule showed. So, and then, you know, it'd, be, and then it'd be another five, take, five after twenty twenty three because they want five years of data, right? Yeah, yeah. So you know they're they're gonna be, but they're gonna fund you know basically the whole operation of that. So over that five year period, you know it, it'll be all funded with the grant money. Sure. The only thing is, is that that uh, you know we've had the energy audit come in and say that 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 basically solar and wind are are cheaper to run than coal. Uh, with that in mind, do we want to make an eight year commitment to keep Dolman Four going? Well, you know, you know, it's, it's a commitment of, of sorts, right? I mean, we're not going to be able to, you know, if if indeed that uh, we can shut down Unit Four and not impact our reliability then and the economics are there to show that that you know it's it's much cheaper to have you know let's say a, a 200 megawatt solar farm um you know that would be supplemental or something um we would actually you know pursue that then at that point i mean our agreements are going to be such that that we have with them that we can basically exit the agreement 
um, based upon you know our our needs for our customers. Doug, one uh, final thing I've I've got for you is uh, the utility meetings. Uh, these are supposed to be quarterly. Um, it's a, an opportunity for uh, aldermen on a on the committee with City Water, Light, and Power to hear from the public. When's the next one, and how are we going to pull that off uh, to ensure that we get public comment and participation and uh, you know social distancing guidelines in place? Well, you know it's it's been a while since we've had one just because of you know the COVID situation and. Uh, the city council meetings have been doing really well using, uh, you know, the video conferencing, which uh, was Zoom, and having public comments. Um, and they've been doing their different, some different hearings um, as well, um, committee type meetings. And uh, I think it's just it was, you know, it's a good idea to try to uh, to do that on June fifteenth, which is uh, basically about a week um, at five thirty. And uh, we'll be trying to get some information out on that here soon. But there's a few topics we wanted to talk about, you know, that people have questions about. The lead service lines, you know, we have a program that we're working on. And, in fact, we just got a grant from the Illinois EPA um, to help assist with that. So, um, you know, there's only a, a, a few areas of Springfield that are more affected than others. Um, so we're going to concentrate on those areas, those economic tracks, uh, per se as well as try to give an update like with uh, with Unit 33, uh, give an update just based on decommissioning stat, you know, work that's going on right now, and uh, also just a financial update for the end of the year. All right, terrific. Doug Brown, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate it. No problem. Thank right. you.